0: party is the party of the Latino. It is the party of family. It is the party of faith. It is the party of the American dream. That's what Latinos are about. My husband is Latino. My children are Latino. I'm just a gringo, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but hi, look at that sweet baby back there. She's waving. I it's, like you because you take care of baby. I do <laughs> take care of Kind of make me cry right now. Thank you. You know why? Because your life is so valuable. We we can't wait to see what you do when you grow up.
1: I'm going to I'm going to be just like you. Oh! Thank you.
0: Oh my gosh. What a sweet 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 baby.
2: Um yeah, I mean it continues to be ground zero for the debate over election denial. And I'm not sure if people really been paying attention to the statewide races in Arizona outside of the Senate race, but Arizona's on the verge of electing a Trump endorsed election denier denier Kerry Lake as governor, and also on the verge of electing a Trump endorsed election denier in the very critical race, uh, very critical race of Secretary of State in the former Mark Fincham. And both of these races are dead heats. Um, right now, Katie Hobbs, the Democrat running for governor, is up four points. Um, the Mark Finjam, the Trump-endorsed election denier who was a Jan 6, or he was at the Capitol on January 6, he is four points up in the race to be Secretary of State in the state of Arizona. Carrie Lake, the uh, Republican nominee here for governor, I've, I've trailed her for a couple of days. She is friends she is an extraordinarily effective communicator and you know i'm um, perhaps even more effective than trump and unlike trump she doesn't hit you over the head with conspiracy theories about the election she just sort of weaves everything through very subtly very skillfully with a light touch but it is it is it mm-hmm. just permeates all of what she says
3: we lived through the oil bust of the 80s which turned middle-class families like ours into families struggling to get by. Times were tough, but we had faith and we had each other. I went to work right after high school in the sugarcane fields and proudly joined the National Guard, serving in Operation Desert Storm. I worked my way through college as a police officer and sheriff's deputy. Working in law enforcement, I saw the best and the worst a community has to offer. I went on to start a successful business with a friend and saw firsthand the impact of government regulations on small businesses. That's when I decided to go to law school, to stand up for business owners and help them succeed in the face of big government. Digging ditches in a sugarcane field, serving our country, working nights as an officer, starting a business, raising a family.
4: Okay, uh, welcome. It's Friday, 7 October, in the year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, We're now, what, uh, tomorrow is 30 days away from the most important midterm election uh, since 1862, since the early years of the Civil War. And um, we're going to have Richard Barris on and go through a lot of analytics here uh, in a few minutes um, that shows you that it's just like in 16, it's breaking our way in a big way. And the, remember, the theory of the case here is you have the issues set, you have great candidates that are fighters, and you have uh, the war room advocates, activists, people that are engaged. It's on your shoulders to become poll workers, election judges, canvassing officials, school boards, everything. And now it's a time for activity, not to sit there passively and watch uh, watch everything go by, to be actively engaged. And it's working. It's working. Big league, as President Trump would say. Washington Post lead story: Amy Gardner. I think it was Amy up there on the uh, Ed Morning Joe denial of 2020 is rife among GOP hopefuls. Huge story we're going to get into. Uh, She's talking about Carrie Lake, and we opened there with Carrie Lake with just an amazing, another amazing Carrie Lake moment, uh, which I put up on Getter. She's the natural, right? What happened? In fact, if we had had time to play that all the way through, maybe we'll play it at 11 o'clock. Um, you see what she does with the little girl. You can't coach that. You can't teach that. You either got it. Or you either got that or you don't. And that's why they're so fearful of her and others coming after them hard. So uh, but I want to go first. We're going to go to the border. We got in El Paso, Texas. We got Burquam and, and our own Anthony Aguero. We got Auden Cabrero actually on the Mexican side. But I want to go first to Jeff Landry. Jeff a huge announcement and for people that have known you for many many years it's uh it was a long time in coming but you've got so many colleagues um uh, people that have seen you in the trenches as an amazing attorney general and what you stand for that spot that opens is, is quite moving can you uh, introduce yourself to the audience and, and tell us a little bit about yourself and why you've determined to run uh, for governor of the great state of Louisiana
3: yeah thank you Steve thank you for your time and uh I'm running because I love Louisiana. You know, over the last decade, I spent a term in Congress, uh, which I recognize that we fix this country when we fix our states. And then over the last seven years, I've spent as Louisiana's attorney general, where we built a very robust team pushing back against federal overreach, um, supporting President Trump during his administration, pushing back against President Biden. Uh, as he wrecked our economy. He wrecked the Trump economy. Uh, And uh, and so that's what I've done on my political side. But before that, I spent decades working i spent time in the national guard my mom signed me away at 17 that's how great of a kid i was back then uh, <laughs> she said wait i can i can send you to the army at 17 give me the paperwork uh, you know so join the national guard where, at 17.
4: where do i sign right that's right yeah
3: where do i sign, right. <laughs> you know, do I sign? Uh, she was a woman of faith though she she spent a lot of time on her knees uh, she was a pro-life warrior uh, she uh, she was the kind of the patriarch of our family. She played basketball in college. She was a high school basketball coach. Uh, she taught women's uh, basket. She coached women's basketball. So a lot of the things that have, I've walked through life um, as a business owner before I went to law school. So I went to law school late uh, is basically what brought me to this week uh, in a state under which you can find a taste of Louisiana on any menu. In this entire country, but you come to the state a good job, a decent education is impossible to find. You know, Louisiana continues to be on all of the bad list. They can be first on a bad list all the time, and we just don't deserve it. We've got some of the greatest people in the country. I've always said that the greatest natural resource in Louisiana are its people. And and we deserve to be first. We deserve to have a better state, especially when you look at where we are compared to the rest of the South. And so that's the campaign that we're going to bring to Louisiana. And why it's so important to the nation, because next year, we're only going to have three states that are in play. Two of those states currently hold Democrat governors. One of them is here in Louisiana. So we get an opportunity to take a seat away from Democrats and solidify Louisiana as a red state. So I'm excited. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you giving me some time on the show.
4: No, look, we've got plenty of time for you because you, you've been a fighter. Here's a question I think a lot of people have, given how Louisiana's MAGA turd, I mean, it's Trump country. How do you have this corrupt democratic machine that seems to have a life of its own? And now they're actually talking about one of these outside of the, one of the mayors down there, Former mayor is an outside candidate for president of the United States. How, how does that work? It seems like everything they put their hands on, because the, the natural, the people, the resources, it should be an energy powerhouse. What do you? How could you go up against this corrupt democratic uh, machine? Because I think I tell people outside of Nevada, where they have a democratic machine, Louisiana's got one. How do you go up against that?
3: One of the biggest problems in Louisiana is this open jungle primary system that we have that really has failed Republicans the last two terms and brought in um, the current governor that we have. We're working real hard to solidify the conservative report, uh, uh, base in Louisiana and talk to the people in Louisiana as to why we can't have the failures that we've had before. Look, if you look at New Orleans, the place is like a third world country right now, Steve. The crime is completely out of control. It's just been listed as the number one city in America with the highest homicide rate. I think we've got 51 homicides to every 100,000 people in New Orleans. It's completely out of control. And a lot of this is because of the things that the governor has done Over the last eight years, you talk about energy. Eight years ago, Louisiana commanded 23% of the refining capacity in the country. Today, it's down to 21%. A lot of that because of bad policies here in Louisiana at a time where not only Louisianians, but Americans need basically reliable energy sources. Our electric bills are high. Our, gas, our gasoline bills are high. Our grocery bills are high. One of, the, one of the biggest fertilizer plants in the country is right here in Louisiana. We should be looking at ways where we expand that capacity so we can grow our economy, not only in Louisiana, but in the country as well.
4: Jeff, how can people find out more? You're just kicking this off. How can people find out more about you, uh, your your story? the arc of your story and uh, and about your campaign, How, where do they go?
3: We've got a great site. It's real easy. You just go to jefflandry.com. That's jefflandry.com. Uh, there they can find, they can see the video, uh, the entirety of the video that you played. Uh, they can see some of the things that we've done as attorney general. We fought a lot of great fights. And again, you know, I go back again, uh, Steve is that, you know, the people who are out there listening, have a lot of anxiety about the direction of the country. I really believe you fix the country when you fix your state. When you, when you elect good, strong, conservative governors who stand up to Washington and bring us back to our founding principles, you really fix the country.
4: Amen. Jeff Landry, uh, fantastic. You announced we're always looking downrange. And you're right. Uh, next year, a couple in play, and we got to win Louisiana. That is mega country. That is Trump country. We got to win Louisiana. So, sir, thank you very much for joining us. Honored to have you on here.
3: Thank you. Look forward to doing it again soon.
4: Thank you, sir. You look at the quality of people. I keep telling you, you look at the quality of people we have on our side of the football. It's unbelievable. The issue sets right, the candidates are right. It's all converging now. You got to think downrange got the 23 in front of us 24 in front of us got to win now Barris going to be on in a moment let me go to El Paso you know there's they're, they're all over Abbott and they're all over uh, uh DeSantis for you know send these folks to D.C. Kamala Harris's house of the Naval Observatory yet the Democrats are doing this you know on an industrial basis uh, Ben Berquam and Anthony are down at El Paso Ben uh, tell us what you got brother
5: Hey, uh, Steve. We have some breaking news down here. Uh, Anthony Aguero, a Border Network News, a Real America's Voice news correspondent, actually got some inside footage, undercover footage, yesterday of the facility you see behind me. It's over a 50,000 square foot facility. This is the COVID response center in El Paso, Texas. El Paso, for for a long time, was was a pretty quiet sector. Now it has been completely overrun. They're getting up to over 2,000 illegals per day coming across claiming fake asylum, and they're processing them through the the center behind me. You can see vehicles coming and going all day. Hundreds, again, thousands of mostly fighting-age men, mostly from Venezuela, going through this facility here. It is out of control, and what's uh, wild about this is they are shipping them out as fast as they can get them in, Uh, What we were starting to see were homeless people down on the streets of El Paso. They're trying to cover that up so it's not visible to the American people, but they're putting them on buses at taxpayer expense, sending them primarily to Chicago and New York. But as of the end of this week, they they say they're going to start shipping them to Miami as well. This is, uh, you know, Martha's Vineyard freaked out about 50 of them. We're talking over 2,000 per day in one city. It's
4: they have turned just, this ben, un, I just want to sure, <laughs> I just want to make sure people understand this. The Daily Mail story, Daily Mail broke it, also about the mayor. He's bragging about it. They're sending thousands a day. This 2000, this is industrial strength processing, right? There's there's no real checking. They're just processing right into the, in the United States, That's right. correct?
5: Yeah, this they they don't have and, the time, they don't have the resources, but we're we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. Again, this footage uh, from Anthony Aguedo Border Network News, I it's never before seen. Uh, breaking on, on uh, War Room. This is incredible stuff. Uh, they, are, they, they are basically getting them in as fast as they get them in. Uh, they, yeah. they, they, they're COVID testing some of them and they're putting them on buses and planes yeah. and shipping them out as fast as they can so you don't see yeah.
4: them. Hang on, Ben. We're going to go to odd. Aud- By the way, for our podcast and radio audience, this uh, footage is jaw-dropping, right? It is unbelievable, the scale of this. Industrial processing illegal aliens into your nation. Short commercial break. Be back in a
0: moment. You
4: know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, There's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy MyPillow.com, I'll be out in New Mexico uh, starting a, a trip with Mike Lindell today. Uh, we're going to be out there at one of these voter integrity workshops. Dave Clements and the team out there looking forward to it. Make sure you go to mypillow.com promo code Warren. We got the sheet set, 2988 Go check it out. Um, and also all the other sales. Buy one get, one, get one freeze. All the other sales up there. You got to go to our square because you can't go to big box. And get it anymore because it's not available. They gave it the hook. Mypillow.com, promo code WORM. You get the savings that uh, normally a Walmart would get. Okay, so you get them. Uh, let's go to uh, Auden cabrero On the international, he's on the other side of the international bridge in Mexico across from Del Rio. Uh, Auden, you and Ben have been down there for the couple of days talking to ranchers, talking to locals. What's going on? Can you give us an update?
1: Yes, sir. That, that's exactly right. We've been talking to ranchers who've. Uh, I was able to be in a meeting with them, and they're they're frustrated, and um, they're looking for ways to to deal with the situation that they're dealing with, dealing with. and that's the uh, uh, the amount of traffic that's getting through their ranches, private property. Um, one rancher in specific saying he, last summer he had up to five hundred uh, illegal aliens go through his property, destroy the fences, and one of the big differences is that. Uh, before, these uh, migrants would turn themselves in to Border Patrol once Border Patrol found them. Of course, they were trying to avoid them, but once they were found, they would they would turn themselves in. Things have changed drastically. Now they're running away from Border Patrol. Uh, some of them have uh, weapons on them, and the other thing is, if they happen to get to the point where they get on a vehicle, they're they're running from Border Patrol and DPS. They're not stopping. So we have a lot of bailouts. These vehicles are ending up in ranches, destroying fences. We have several deaths, and it's happening on a daily basis. So the violence has escalated. Uh, these migrants are not willing to turn themselves in. They're, they're fleeing. They're fighting. And uh, we're seeing this all along uh, the, uh, the Rio Grande, whether it's Del Rio, Eagle Pass, and Uvalde.
4: On, hang on. I'm going to come back to you and, and Ben. Ben's in El Paso. Anthony's going to join him. It's uh, unbelievable footage down there at the processing. It's essentially a processing plant. Right for illegal aliens to come and ship them into the country as rapidly as possible. And of course, what's happening in places like Eagle Pass and Del Rio is that the ranchers and the communities, we talked to the folks in Alvada yesterday, the, the communities are just being overrun. And and nobody's, particularly the Biden administration, just exacerbating this. So hang on for audio, and we'll come back to you in a few minutes. Let me, uh, I, I want to get Barris in here. Breaking poll from uh, Creative CD Media, El Todd Wood and the great team that's been working with Barris on a new poll in Arizona. But can we please play, I got a little more time, let's play the Kerry Lake uh, uh, video that was up on um, Citizens Free Press. Let's go ahead and play it.
0: The Republican Party is the party of the Latino. It is the party of family. It is the party of faith. It is the party of the American dream. That's what Latinos are about. My husband is Latino, my children are Latino, I'm just a gringo, okay? <laughs> but hi, look at that sweet baby back there, she's waving. I love you because you take care of babies. I do oh! take care of baby. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, she's gonna make me cry right now, thank you. You know why, because your life is so valuable. We, we can't wait to see what you do when you grow up.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna be just like you. <laughs>
0: Oh,
4: my gosh. What a sweet, sweet, sweet baby. Uh, we we actually um, want to thank my production staff for cutting that short. Um, that tape goes on, and eventually we're going to get the real one. The little girl runs up to Carrie Lake. Uh, Carrie Lake picks her up. Carrie Lake says, "I you know, I, I love this. I can't do it with my daughters now because my daughter's like 20 years old or too big. But... The little girl gives her a hug and then she continues on the press conference. That's a natural, you can't coach that. You can't teach that. You either have that or you don't. And this is one of the fundamental reasons that with all the, remember, $30, $40 million that her opponent in the primary put on against her on the politics of personal destruction and now added Katie Hobbs and all these outside organizations, being outspent seven, eight, nine, 10 to one, it's not sticking. You know why? She's been in the living rooms of the people of Arizona for 20, 25 years. They know who Carrie Lake is. And what you saw there is the Carrie Lake they know. I want to bring in Richard Barris now. And and the math is showing this out. I, I believe that your poll solidifies a concept that people are talking about. She may be pulling away from Katie Hobbs. And MSNBC, when this is all over and the Democratic Party is destroyed, MSNBC is going to be one of the biggest reasons from morning Mika and morning Joe all the way up to this is why Rachel Maddow bailed out. This is she didn't want anything that she don't want to be blamed for this. This is Joanne Reed and Chris Hayes. You played on you got the wrong issue set. You whined about the wrong thing. You attacked people viciously. And guess what? The American people know this. Barris, tell us about your polling out. I want to talk about the Kerry Lake and even get to Fincham if we can. But walk me through this new poll in Arizona. About Kerry Lake.
6: Yeah, I, I think that host too, Steve. And thanks for having me. As always, I think that host on MSNBC uh, flipped that around. Uh, there's only one poll that shows Hobbs ahead, and it's not by four points. So i, I think I think she meant to say Kerry Lake, uh, but. We have her lead just just under four points, 3.7, but it is movement since our last poll in Arizona and where it came from. You know, there was just coming out of a bitter primary the last time that we polled Arizona. You know, we saw there was a good deal of people who said, someone else, I'm going to vote for somebody else. That is gone now. Carrie Lake, uh, those voters warmed up to her and the Republican base consolidated behind her. Her independent support did not erode at all. Um, And frankly, you know, there's just sometimes you just see races move, Steve, and this race uh, started to move. She's really winning these groups. Uh, Some other Republicans are even struggling with, but she does better with them. Those four year college degrees. It's not that much of a lead for Hobbes. Postgraduates, really her only problem, like any other Republican. And in the last poll, we had her down slightly among independents. This time we have her up. I mean, uh, among Hispanics. This time we have her up a little bit, and some of that is um, we we do identify Hispanics a little bit differently, which is why we were right in Virginia. It's why we were right in Miami-Dade, and it's why we're going to be right in Nevada and Arizona. Uh, we're seeing that the the ones who are going to vote are going to be more conservative, or at least they're calling themselves more conservative this time, and they love her. <laughs> I mean, this, uh, this, is, this is a solid lead. It may look like four points, but a pollster knows it when he sees it. It's a solid lead.
4: Here's what um, I think it's hard for people to comprehend. She had thirty or forty million dollars, which is unheard of—the biggest, I think, in the nation's yeah. history. A negative ads in a primary that just ended. Yeah. Katie Hobbs and the source machine—it is nonstop in Arizona. You can't cut on a television on going to any channel, and it's just not. It, they're just unloading on Carrie Lake personally. These are not about policies. This is personal. The politics of personal destruction. Huffington Post, MSNBC. All of that apparatus is against her because they understand she's an existential threat to them. Um, how can, what has she done on her campaign? Because the other day they had this big story that she's basically her campaign manager. She doesn't do a lot of polling. She doesn't do a lot of ads because she doesn't have a lot of money. She's just going around doing, doing, she's meeting and greeting folks 24 hours a day. In modern politics, how can you take what could end up being a $100 million against her personally? In a state like Arizona, we buy up all the TV time and still have a lead that looks like it may be growing.
6: She's got a special combination, Steve, really. I mean, you said it in the beginning. uh, You can't teach somebody how to be as smooth as Kerry Lake is. She got a lot of that from her experience in Fox uh, for 22 years, the local Fox Phoenix anchor. They know her in the most populated area arizona take a look at the polling If put the graph up yeah but you take a look at the polling the major difference between kerry lake and other republicans uh that we polled in arizona is, Mar- is maricopa uh she did not do uh that well in some of these scottsdale areas against karen taylor robson but those people came home now so as much as they try to make her scary it's hard to do that when when people know somebody and, uh, you know, she's doing fantastic with the working class and not getting killed with educated voters. That's because she has that name recognition. She has that likability factor. They drove up her negatives with that money. As far as they're going to be able to drive them up, it's uh, not going to go any higher. There are just too many people who know her. They haven't have a formed opinion. And when, you know, it's, it's funny how the human mind works. When you see those ads, and you're, you they paint her as the most awful person in the world. When you see those ads, you think that's not the Kerry like I've seen on TV for twenty two years, right? And it bounces right off people. It's very much how Donald Trump was a Teflon Don in twenty sixteen, but for once I agree with an MSNBC anchor. She she's smooth. That's a that's a difference. You know, Trump is very he's masculine, he's very uh in your face, she's smooth. Yeah. And it yeah. Hobbes is not. Hobbes is ill equipped to deal with this.
4: Hobbs, Hobbs. This is why Hobbs runs away from her. This is why Hobbs doesn't want a debater. Yes, it is. She's losing by she's losing by four now. She will lose by ten. She'll get blown out. Uh, real quickly, I'm gonna hold you through. Uh, and I've got we're trying to get Jim Jordan up. I'm gonna hold you through. If Jim's, uh, if Congressman Jordan's up, I'll go to him. But I need to talk to you more. Fincham, you, you've also pulled Secretary of State, correct? Is that the CD Media not released that yet? General, or when does that come out?
6: They haven't released That's it gone- yet. It will be out. It will be out any any minute any minute
4: and then uh last night uh last night was an inflection point in this campaign because two things happened in the in the senate race blake masters yes. owned mark kelly I, I don't care what the msnbc <laughs> is saying about the the abortion question it was a master class in how you ser- you take charge and mark kelly was not ready for it he's back on his back foot the entire time he's another terrible candidate they've got these weird people like hobbs and mark kelly and this is why they don't want to get on debate stages, because they get up there and they look weird, and they talk weird, and they think weird. And, and Blake Masters owned him on every topic. Richard, hang on for a minute. We're gonna, we got to get your polling in here. Richard Barris, C D Media, the People's Pundit, put out new polling in Arizona. Uh, hopefully, we're gonna get you know, Congressman Jim Jordan. We got Richard Barris. We're gonna go back to the border, all of it, in the war room. and guess what? They're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Now go to PatriotMobile.com. That's one word. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call the following number. 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Bannon. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. That's patriotmobile.com slash Bannon, patriotmobile.com slash Bannon, or call 972-PATRIOT. Make an impact. Use your agency. Action, action, action.
3: War Room. Pandemic
4: with Stephen K. Bannon.
0: The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide.
4: War room, pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we're very honored to have anybody knows has been part of the fight the Trump with president the fight with President Trump over the last couple of years. Knows Jim Jordan needs no introduction. Congressman Jordan, um, quickly before we get into what may happen when we win, and you're head of judiciary. Just for people to focus on November eighth and to make sure we get the yeah. biggest majority possible in the House, what is your recommendation right now? What should people be doing? This is the biggest activist audience oh. in media. What should the activists be doing right now to make sure we win as many seats as possible?
7: Well, talk to anyone and everyone and tell them what this election's about. I think uh, I've said before it's it's four plus freedom. So the four issues are: we went from a secure border to no border. We went from safe streets to record crime. We went from stable prices. To a 41-year high inflation rate, we went from $2 gas to $5 gas. So, in addition to doing all that to all that harm to communities, to families, to people, to our country, what else have the Democrats and Joe Biden been up to? They've been going after your First Amendment rights, your Second Amendment rights, your due process rights. They've been weaponizing the government to come after we the people uh, in, in an unprecedented fashion. So that's what this campaign's about. This is about do you do you truly want to stand up for what makes America great? And recognize this, and, I, and then I'll then I'll stop again. But but recognize this, Steve. There was a survey a few weeks ago where they said 55% of Democrats don't believe America is the greatest nation ever. Now think about that. A majority of one of the major political parties in this country actually don't believe what you and I believe, what your what your viewers uh and believe, which is that while not perfect, we're the greatest nation in the history of the planet. They don't believe that. And so because they don't believe it, they don't like the country and they don't like those of us who do love the country. That's why they're weaponizing the government to come after us. All that's on the ballot in 32 days. And so if you're in one of these key states like Ohio, where we got to make sure J.D. Vance wins or you're in Pennsylvania, you're in Georgia, you're in Wisconsin. I was up with Ron Johnson on Monday night or Arizona. You were just talking about Blake. These key Adam Laxalt in Nevada. Those Senate races are the most important. Talk to any friend, family member you have in those key states and make sure those senators win. I think we're going to win the House. We need to help. You know, we need to focus on that, too, and not be overconfident. But those Senate races in those key states are what's really what really matters here in 32 days.
4: Um, it, it would really matter because I think Grassley would be head of judiciary in the Senate, and that'd be a yep. great partner for yep. you in the House. OK, The Washington Times had an amazing I think 5,000-word piece written by uh, Mika Solner the other day. We talked about it yesterday, but it really goes through your fight over the 16 years, and now you would be chairman of judiciary, arguably, if not the most powerful, one of the most powerful chairmanships in the House, and it specifically said the FBI, DOJ, all of that and impeachment would come under you. Can, first off, walk us through, Because, look, you know, I'm an Irish Catholic kid from Virginia, from a Democrat family. The FBI field officers, when I was a kid growing up in our parish, were revered. They were absolutely revered. The FBI was everything. What has happened to the FBI? What has happened to these whistleblowers coming to you? And what are you going to do about Merrick Garland and DOJ?
7: Well, what's happened is it's all political now, and it's and it's all to satisfy this narrative that we saw a few weeks ago when Joe Biden stood in front of Independence Hall with this clinch in the red background and talked about how half the country is extremist. You know, he's called us fascist and extremist. So, well, maybe you think about it this way. So, so Stephen, the last eight weeks, think of what we have witnessed now from uh, Joe Biden's administration, in particular, the DOJ. They've raided the home of a former president. They've taken the phone of a sitting member of Congress. They've called half the country fascists and extremists, and two weeks ago, they kicked in the door with 20 agents, guns drawn, and arrested a pastor in front of his wife and seven children for something that local officials said was not a crime whatsoever. That all happened in eight weeks, not to mention not to mention the fact that they signed legislation to unleash 87,000 IRS agents to come after us, not, not to mention all the other stuff the FBI has done. So it is all political now focused on satisfying this narrative where Joe Biden says half the country are extremists. And we have now had, as you point out, 14 whistleblowers come to us, actually over 14 come to us and talk to us about the politics here. And it really started a year ago with the, um, with the school board situation where we know that the National School Boards Association working ahead of time with the Justice Department, the White House and the Department of Education put this letter together as a pretext so Merrick Garland could issue the memorandum to target moms and dads, and the FBI could send out the email, which said, put this threat tag, this designation, this label on parents you're going to investigate. We know they've investigated over two dozen. So that was the first whistleblower come to tell us what they were doing. And now we've had 13 since then on a number of other issues, all underscoring how political it's gotten. So yeah, when it comes to looking at an impeachment inquiry, I think, I think Merrick Garland is potentially there. I think, uh, I think, uh, Chris Ray, and then certainly. Um, what's happened on our border, where it's being done intentionally, deliberately, premeditated way, we no longer have a border. Um, uh, we, we will, I, I think, also potentially, and that'll be a decision that the committee will make. The Republicans on the committee, if the American people give us the majority, and a decision we will make in, in, in consultation also with our conference. But I think Merrick Garland, um, uh, and, well, I think uh, Mr. Mayorkas certainly deserves it.
4: We, you know, our correspondent, the Real America Voice team is down in El Paso right now to check this processing, the laws and we've had, you know, Cuccinelli, we've had some experts on here, yeah. uh, Benzman, the same, the existing laws have been just not just broken, they've just been tossed aside brazenly. So the invasion of the southern yeah. border, that would also be something to come under your purview to f- find out DOJ specific responsibility in this area.
7: Of, of course. Um, I mean, look. This is—I always say—this is not by accident. It's intentional. It's—it's it's planned. It's—it's—it's it's, it's deliberate. It's premeditated. Use whatever word you want. Um, and and remember what Biden said right from the get-go. He said, "We're not going to finish the wall. We're not going to build the wall. We're, we're going to get rid of Remain in Mexico, and 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 no one's being deported." So if you're a migrant who wants who wants to come to the greatest country ever, you don't fault people wanting to come here. But when they come here, they know that they won't have to stay in Mexico. There'll be no wall to get over. And they know when they, when they get here, they're going to be, be released to wherever they want to go in the country. So of course, they're going to keep coming and that's all delivered. But the biggest problem with Mayorkas, and this happened in a hearing this past uh, summer, he was in front of our committee and I asked him a simple question. At the time, it had been reported that 42 illegal migrants who had tried to enter our country who were encountered on our border were on the terrorist watch list. And so I asked Secretary Mayorkas a simple question. I said, Mr. Secretary, the 42 have been reported. It's now up to 78 that we know they've been encountered. But that, at the time, it was 42. I said, the 42 who tried to get into our country as illegal migrants who are on the terrorist watch list, what's their status? And you may remember his answer, Steve. He said, I don't know. And I'm like, what? You're the Secretary of Homeland Security in front of the committee with primary jurisdiction over the immigration law, and you come in front of us and answer that question with I don't know? So that in and of itself, I think, is, is 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 reason to consider impeachment for this
4: guy. Look, you're known as a, a fighter, but you're also known as a fair man. I think it's one of the reasons that Ohio's sent you back so many times. You're a fair guy, tough guy, but a fair guy. Uh, Merrick Garland was nominated to be on the Supreme Court. He's a, a federal yeah. judge for many, many years. Uh, we t- talk about potential impeachment or at least your process of investigations. That's never happened in the history of public. I don't think we've ever gone to an attorney general. If you leave out the fiasco over Watergate, tell me, walk me through the process. How do you even start that?
7: Well, I think that I think a good case study is that very first issue where a whistleblower came to us, which is the school board situation. So, again, understand what happened here, Steve, on September 29th of last year, the National School Board Association, a left-wing political group, sends a letter to the White House. In the letter, they say, use the Patriot Act. Use counterterrorism measures against parents. Five days later, October 4th, the attorney general of the United States issues a memorandum, which does just that. Sets up a process, sets up what I call a snitch line, a dedicated line of threat communication. That's the exact language from his, from his memorandum. Sends this memorandum out to all U.S. attorneys, 101 U.S. attorneys around the country. Sends it out to all these U.S. attorneys. And then 16 days later, October 20th, there is an email that goes out from, from the uh, uh, FBI to agents all over the country saying, put this designation, this threat tag on people who are reported on that snitch line and go investigate them. And we know from a whistleblower, over 20 uh, over two dozen parents have been investigated. So think about the timeline. 29th of the letter comes from a left wing group to the White House. October 4th, there's a memorandum. October 20th, there's an email that goes out from the FBI. Ask yourself a simple question. When have you ever seen the federal government move that fast? Right. But when it comes to going after folks who think like you and I, Steve, uh, conservatives, oh, my goodness, the speed and the intensity with which they did this. And the, the key element here is there was communication before the initial letter. We know that Mary Wall in the White House was talking with Chip Slaven, the CEO of the School Board Association. We know the School Board Association was talking with people in the Justice Department and the Department of Education. Now here's the, here's a key question. When we do our investigation, here's a key question. Did the folks in the White House suggest to the School Board Association for them to put in the information about targeting parents and using the Patriot Act against parents? Did they know about it? Did they encourage it? Did they say, yeah, good job, keep that in the letter? Because we all know the letter was the pretext to do what they wanted to do anyway. Now, the good news is, this is what I love about our country. The good news is it backfired because we now have a governor in a blue state, Glenn Youngkin in Virginia, because of that one issue. Because Terry McAuliffe and the Democrats were so stupid, they said, we're going to run a campaign where we say government, where we tell people we think government's smarter than parents. And a bunch of moms and dads said, no, you're not. And we're going to show you in a big way. And a bunch of moms got fired up and they got more moms fired up. And the next thing you know, Glenn Young can win. So that is the case study. I think you go through that and you show how political this place has become. And then all the subsequent things we've learned since then from the other 13 whistleblowers, 13 plus whistleblowers.
4: Uh, Congressman, I uh, only got you for a few more minutes. Uh, we know Elon Musk has been uh, hung up on this Twitter deal because he, management came to him and said, hey, if you keep the conservatives off, if you keep Trump off, uh, you're, you, you know, we'll, we'll cut the price and we'll close the deal. And we, you keep management, he said, no way. Uh, you're going to be one of the tips of the spear of this. Big tech, as you know, particularly yeah. in the war room, we're rapidly against these oligarchs and big tech. Walk us through it. your leadership. What, 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 where are you going to take us on going after big tech? And I mean deconstructing these oligarchs, well, Facebook, for, first Google, of all, Facebook, yeah. uh, Twitter, all of them.
7: Well, well first of all, God, God, God bless uh, Elon Musk for, for not not agreeing to you know keep people off. I'm, I'm one of the few members of Congress who's actually been shadow banned by Twitter. It was four, four years ago, 2018, in the midst, middle of all the Mueller stuff. It was Gates, Meadows, Nunez, Jordan, who were shadow banned by Twitter, only four people in Congress. So I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to go after. These. We put together a proposal where we call it uh, transparency, accountability and speed. Transparency. If they're coming after you, they better tell you why. Big tech, particularly when it comes to censorship, accountability, get rid of Section 230. And this is something we think is really important. Private right of action. Let individuals who've been attacked and censored by these these tech companies, let them bring a private right of action. Uh, against these, uh, big tech companies. And then the third part of our plan is this, um, speed. We think, we think any trust action should get to the Supreme Court in a much quicker, uh, and expedited way so they can get a decision. Now, uh, there was a, there was a bill last week that I thought was not the answer, even though some, some of my colleagues supported the vast majority of Republicans did it because that, that bill last week was going to give $140 million a year more to the Department of Justice. The same Department of Justice who's come after you, the same Department of Justice that raided the home of President Trump, the same Department of Justice who took Scott Perry's cell phone, the same Department of Justice where the inspector general image the inspector general is supposed to provide independent oversight, imaged Scott Perry's cell phone. Uh the same Department of Justice who who kicked in the door of this pastor outside of Philadelphia two weeks ago. I thought the last thing we need to do is give them give them uh more money that they can use to further harass conservatives and people disagree with them. But we do need to go after big tech in a, in a big way. And we, we plan on doing that. And that's our plan that we've already laid out.
4: Congressman, quickly, how do people get to your campaign site, so find find out more about you?
7: You, you, you can find it online. Uh, you know, you go to the Jordan for Congress. There you go. It's right there in front of us. you. You can go there and uh, and find us. We appreciate uh we got a lot of great people who help us and and support us. And we appreciate what you do. You talk about someone who's tough and fighting a good fight, Steve. Thank you for for your commitment to freedom in this great country.
4: It's your leadership, sir. Thank you. Congressman Jim Jordan from Ohio. Thank you, sir. Short break, back to the border next. by the way, I want to thank Mike Davis's mom for running the all the bots. In. <laughs> I'm just kidding about the, about the live chat. Only in the war room, baby. Okay, um, let's let's move on. Uh, we've got guys at the border, but I got Barris. Have you talked to Todd Wood? Uh, normally, CD Media is, they're quick on the trigger. I got to talk about this, uh, the um, Fincham. And here's the reason. Uh, and for the audience, always understand that the whole media and the whole Democratic Party is it's not Trump or Jim Jordan or Steve Bannon or Tucker or anybody. It, it's you. And they're most afraid of you. And here's why. The lead story in today's Bezos, Amazon, Washington Post, denial of 2020 is rife among GOP hopefuls. They talk about the election deniers. That's what the the MSNBC uh, correspondent, we opened the show about that. You turn to page. Um, I go to page five, and it's pretty amazing. Uh, online, actually, this actually looks a little better. It's interactive, but they've actually gone through every candidate, right? Every candidate in every state to see who's an election denier or not. And over fifty percent, I think sixty percent, is uh, are, are people that understand that uh, Biden uh, stole the uh, and, and Mark Elias really stole the uh, twenty twenty election. Um. But here's the point. They, And this is why MSNBC is actually a, uh, a very powerful tool for us. It's one of the reasons we try to game the system from them and kind of nudge them in a certain way. Here's why. They've led, they are the ones, they're like the, um, the Rangers in front. They're like the LERPs, long-range patrol. They're
5: ahead
4: of the Democratic Party with their programming and their shows and even more than CNN. They've led the Democratic Party to their own destruction. Just remember that. Remember on the evening of November 8th, the issue set, the candidates that they gave platforms to, remember it was all J6, insurrection, all of this madness, anti-democratic, no democracy. And then they later threw in uh, Ukraine. Of course, they had the, the vax, they had the mask, they had Fauci, all that then the anti-democratic, right? They had all that. Then Ukraine, Zelensky, the Zelensky fanboy club, Ukraine. And, then, uh, and now they got abortion. That's their issue set. That's their issue set. And it's 24 hours a day. Ba-bing, ba-bing, bing all day long. Remember, morning Mika led you to your destruction. I just want Democrats, I want African-Americans, particularly on a radio network, we're out in, in Atlanta and Philadelphia, other places like this. I want all Hispanics and African-Americans to know, The crushing defeat the Democratic Party's going to have is going to put them out of power for a decade. We're going to win the House. We're going to win the Senate. We're going to win the House overwhelmingly. We're going to win the Senate. And in 24, we're going to pick up another seven or eight seats in the Senate because the cycle is the best cycle we've ever had. We're going to have a filibuster proof and Trump back in the White House. So suck on that. Here's my point to African-Americans, Asian-Americans, Hispanic-Americans. Join the winning team now. If you're a Democrat, you're gonna be out of power for a decade. And who did that? Who did that? The, 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 our betters, the smartest people in the room. This is the same way they got it wrong in 16. I've seen this up close and personal. They're sitting there going, why are they banning? Why has he got him in Michigan and Wisconsin? Kelly Clinton doesn't need to go there. She's going to Arizona. and They're gonna have 400 electoral votes. Uh, no, you were wrong, right? You were wrong. And you're more, you're, you're more wrong now because on January 20th of 2021, you had everything. You had a guy that had, you know, the phony polls but 61% approval. You had the House, you had the Senate. You were going to get new Supreme Court, 10 new justices, five new states, add 100 seats to the House of Representatives in, in blue blue states, and blue areas. Full spectrum dominance, the courts, Supreme Court, Justice, Federal Court, full spectrum dominance, the media, big tech, Hollywood, the universities, all of it. You know what we had? MAGA, the War Room, and a couple of others. That's it. And we just said, hey, he's illegitimate and we're going to hammer that every day. And that's going to be like an acid that eats away at him. And it did. And of course, all of his actions and radical policy is what we did. But now you're seeing it. Richard Barris, uh, election denier. Mark Fincham is an election integrity expert in one of the worst states in the union for it because Katie Hobbs runs it. She's running for governor and getting her butt kicked. Katie Hobbs, here's what we do, girl. We dare you to get on a stage with Carrie Lake. You will lose by double digits.
6: She's not going to do that. (laughs) No
4: way. Katie, take on the natural. Hey, uh, you know, MSNBC, morning, Mika, you're all big talk. You're all big talk. Let's see your candidates up on stage and everybody. Kelly got owned last night by Blake Masters, got owned. Owned. And you're sitting there and running around abortion. Abortion is not resonating. Because it's not the issue set the American people care about right now, which is the destruction of their family, economically, culturally, all of it. Tell me about uh, Fincham, Barris.
6: So very similar to other uh, polls out there, we do have Fincham uh, in the lead over Adrian Fontes. Interestingly, he leads in Maricopa County. Uh, So while it's a close, roughly three-point lead – All of the undecideds, and I did send over uh, the graphic, but it was a little late. So, you know, maybe you have it, maybe you don't. But the big chunk of undecided, Steve, is is working class, high school or less. That's 25% almost still undecided. It's very common for these lower level uh, statewide races, you know, statewide office, but, you know, down ballot. It's very common for that undecided to hold steady for a while at 10 percent, 12 percent until we get right up on that election. But, you know, the problem with Adrian Fontes is, you know, being his, his history, you would think that he would be leading in Maricopa County and he's not. And I just want to speak to what they you know, that MSNBC idea here. Their problem, Steve, is that, you know, first of all, 99 percent of elected Democrats and people running for office were election deniers in 2018, but nobody ran a full page post on that. And that's beside the story. What they're missing here is that it's widespread among the electorate in Arizona. Steve, if you poll Arizona and you ask the voters whether or not they think uh, something was awry in 2020, you're gonna see that there's pretty widespread consensus. So, you know, or at least they believe something was not done correctly. Uh, so they're they're just but, not connecting, and take that along with the issues. Abortion is very distant yeah. behind economic issues, Steve. The, it's 15%. I mean, that's uh, it.
4: Richard, hang, hang on one second. Give me a few more minutes on the other side because I want to talk sure. about your overall sure. methodology and how you're going to see what we call the break when it starts breaking. Two things are going to happen. It's going to break our way ma- massively, and the Democrats are then, before election, they're going to turn on each other viciously they got to have somebody to blame, and they're not going to blame the American people, okay? You wait. Short break, 90 seconds, back in the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data. and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about salty It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart.